All right, let's go hour number two on a Tuesday. A lot going on as we roll through the spring. Nine days till the NFL draft. Only 137 days till that first big weekend of college football when the Longhorns will crank it up against Rice and all the other big action will start. Now, of course, that weekend before, we'll have a couple games there, but, you know, September 2nd, kind of when everybody really gets things started. It's Chad and Zay on this Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. We've given you the great news out of the NFL where DeMar Hamlin has been cleared to play, and he's been going through some voluntary workouts with the Bills. We also talked about Draymond Green and the theater that he provided last night. Did he ultimately cost his team the game? Well, it certainly didn't help because it was a four-point game when he got thrown out for the stomp. Nothing extra for him that we've seen. Uh, Looks like he'll be able to play in game three, and they'll need it. The Warriors trying to fight back from 0-2. 92% chance that you win the series when you go up 2-0. Congrats to Sacramento there. Congrats to Philly who did the same thing last night going up 2-0. And we're going to get into some more football stuff here. Uh, There's a lot of interesting NFL uh, things going on. Real quick, before we get into the football, Zay just told me something that I feel like we need to pass along because I don't think I've ever heard of a better idea than this for a particular coach and a particular player. Zay, the transfer portal in women's basketball is bringing who together for a discussion? Haley Van Liff, the guard out of Louisville, number one transfer in women's college basketball, mm-hmm. is in Baton Rouge. Oh, dear Lord. On LSU's campus. This ought to scare everybody that doesn't love LSU. I've never heard a better idea than that. Oh, it's what, too good to be true. When I watched her play, I'm old enough to think of Kim. That's what I thought of. I yeah. watched I watched the, the hair. When she put the hair in those braids. Right. And I saw I was like, oh, my God, she's Kim Mulkey. That's who she is. Yeah, has that fire, tough. Dude, that's going to be – this is the player, if y'all don't remember, going through the hand, uh, the handshake line with the Longhorns. Mm-hmm. And the Longhorn player tried to be, if you call me the, if you call me the B-word again, and then she walks away. Yeah, and I got your B. She was running her mouth. The, see on, can't, see on yeah. Mexico, Cancun. She said something along those lines. Loves to run her mouth during games. Loves to have that intensity. That would be a basketball match made in Heaven, I say that as a third-party observer and not an LSU fan, but if you're a big fan of G-E-A-U-X, that's what you need to have happen. Yeah, and right after that happened where she talked crazy in the handshaking line against Texas, you knew Vic Schaefer, that was off uh, his list. He wasn't going to get that girl. Yeah, it can't be Texas now. It ain't going to be Texas. No. And what's crazy, her and Rory Harmon, they were both in – Florida this past week at Kelsey Plum's camp. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Kelsey Plum brought in all the top guards or some of the top guards in women's college basketball and had a little camp where she's talking about on and off the court type of stuff to help these girls, you know, with their own uh, uh, tenure and stuff. So that's cool. And Rory Harmon and Haley Van Liff are probably going at it. So now the question will be, if she ends up at LSU, how many years of eligibility does she have left? Will she be there two years from now when Texas plays them? That first SEC schedule that will involve Schaefer and Kim getting together? Yeah, I know Angel Reese has two years left. So oh, man. That'd be tough. Both of those gals, two God, more I, years. I hadn't even thought of Angel Reese you and her as a teammate. Angel Reese? Dude, I was just thinking of the coach thing 
But because in my mind, Angel Reese was was going. Angel Reese still has two years. Yeah, right. Angel Reese she ain't oh. going nowhere. In my mind, she was headed off to the WNBA. That's my bad. Oh my god. Hell no. That combo of those three is insane. Yeah, Angel Reese is making like triple of what she would make as a number one pick in the WNBA. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, NIL works a little different in that world. <laughs> yes, little does. different. All right, so just wanted to get that one out. Keep uh, keep an eye out for that story in the transfer world. Remember, Kim Mulkey just won that title with LSU and women's basketball with nine new players from the previous year. So she's not afraid of that transfer portal at all. All right, so in terms of the NFL and the draft coming up, Zay, there's a story that's been rolling for the last few days, but we've been talking basketball. We talk spring game. We were trying to break all this stuff down. The more I hear about this second pick and the Texans, the more I think they might actually screw it up. Like, I hope deep down for their sake they don't. Now, the Cowboys fan part of me doesn't care. But, they're sitting there with that second pick. We all know they screwed up the first pick. Should have been theirs. They messed it up at the end of the year. Blame it on whoever you want. But then... We're hearing more and more from Casario and others. Hopefully, if you're a Texans fan, this is just smokescreen. But the idea that they won't take a quarterback at two. That they're going to just take whoever's the best player, maybe a defensive stud, and go on about their business and maybe there's a quarterback at 12. But now, the last couple of days, we're starting to hear Casario talk about taking offers. He'll take the calls. He's interested. He'll talk. And he's trying to be as you know, careful as he can about it. And there's even a couple reports out that maybe they would even trade the second pick to the Colts to let division rival to let them come get CJ Stroud. Hmm. Wow. And then I will give credit to our guys, B and E. I heard B and E this morning discussing a rumor that is flying around coming from one of the NFL guys. I think it's Schrager that is putting out the idea that the Texans might not want C.J. Stroud. Get ready, because his agent is the same agent as Deshaun Watson. Oh, come on. The agent wasn't getting massages? Come on, man. He's just making that coin. Are we that salty? Oh, my God. That's petty. And if you're C.J. Stroud, with what that agent did for Deshaun Watson, getting all that guaranteed money in Cleveland— He's not dumb for getting him. So right. let's let's put all the pettiness and bitterness aside and pick the right guy. Now, now, Chad, I have seen a lot of these experts from Four Letter Network, Fox, mm-hmm. et cetera. Some people say CJ Stroud, his high could be a light skinned version of Joe Burrow. <laughs> and other people are comparing him to Dak Prescott. Oh, so if you're looking at the Dak Prescott part, which I think he's better than that, especially with the ceiling that he has and the ceiling that Dak had coming out of Mississippi State. That's, by the way, interesting discussion there based on where Dak was drafted and where he might be drafted. Is that a massive insult to where he is? Like Dak to me is better than where he was drafted, but he's not number two. Yeah. Right? Is. So that's what the discussion everybody's having, right? It's somewhere in that range. With the year that Dak had, with missing five games and leading the league in interceptions with 17, yeah. hell yeah, I feel disrespected if I'm C.J. Stroud. People yeah. are comparing me. Like, I get it. We both light-skinned. Y'all don't have to compare us. <laughs> like, y'all don't have to compare us. I get people call me Zaymon Green all the time, but, you know, you don't have to compare just because they have the same complexion. But if people don't really think that, then I'm the Texans. Shoot, I'll be listening to other teams, too. The ladies always tell me I look like Idris Elba. <laughs> it's the only example I can think of of the other side of that discussion. But, yeah, so CJ, 
Um, you know, this is now. Yeah, it, it's so bizarre if that would actually be true. If they would go, but but you make a great point about the agent. This is the agent that orchestrated the first ever completely guaranteed deal in the NFL. We all realize that, right? That had never happened, and he got it for the guy facing over twenty counts at the time of you know lewd activity during massages. Mm-hmm. That that was still going on when he got him the deal. So that is weird and strange and petty if it's true. If you're a Texans fan, please give us a reaction. Specs text line 337-3776. What if they get – and here's the other thing. What if you get past the 12th pick and – or I should say to the 12th pick and the quarterbacks are gone? There are mock drafts that have both those guys going 1-2 and quickly have uh, – I was about to say Adrian Richardson. That was a combo of names from earlier. Adrian Peterson we were talking about – that Anthony Richardson goes quickly, and then some people believe Levis could go like top five to ten-ish if somebody gets a little panicked. So what if they're all gone by the time 12 happens? David Mills, year three. Oh, Jesus. That's what that means. Davis Mills, and they have Case Keenum again, right? Yeah, Case Keenum, one of the greatest backup quarterbacks of all time. Had that really good year in Minnesota. Wow. Wow. They almost won the North, or maybe they did win the North. I don't remember. Plus, Nick Casario's trying to trying to get rid of rumors that he might be going back to New England after the draft ends. Yeah, that's Bush League. I hope that's not true. What the hell is that? That's that's Bush League. Dude, I that really is hope that's not true. So bizarre. Uh, also on the draft front, Zay, people are talking about a tweet today from the one and only Clarence Hill up in Dallas, Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Um, it says, Cowboys Vice President Stephen Jones on drafting Texas running back B. John Robinson if he fell to 26, quote, you never know, end uh, quote. By the way, Steven, keep him guessing. Trying to tease everybody, yeah, right? keep him guessing. You never know. Don't show him that hand. Although, I'm staring at this latest mock draft, Zay, three-round mock from Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay. They go back and forth on the picks. Pick 10, McShay says Bijan to the Eagles. It would make a lot of sense of how much they paid Jalen Hurts yesterday and knowing that Bijan would be on a rookie deal for the next five years, which was that five years for Jalen Hurts' contract? Yeah, correct. Yep, Mm -hmm. five-year extension. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. The way they do business on offense, the way they want to conduct themselves, what they think of Jalen Hurts, the kind of guy he is, right? We've talked the kind of work ethic he has, the kind of of guy he's shown them he is. And Bijan in the back? They're like the same person. Right? There's a similarity yeah, they're there. They're like the same person. Then you throw the versatility in there of that you all the things we know you can do with Bijan. Wow. Yeah, as a Cowboys fan, I'm terrified of that idea. You should be. Terrified. You should be. We talked about yesterday how weird I feel that I got to deal with Jalen Hurts as a Cowboys fan for that many more years. Please don't tell me I have to deal with him and Bijan. Yeah. I don't need both of those. Yeah, because Miles Sanders had a Pro Bowl season this year. And I take Bijan over Miles Sanders right now. It's not even close. I, I agree. Miles Sanders is proven. Yeah. And it's not even close. I'll take Bijan Robinson like Miles who? That's why they let right. him go so easily. That was nothing. They weren't, they weren't even thinking. He knew they weren't going to resign him yeah. or resign that dude. Especially when well, you got Gangwell and Boston Scott. Those guys are solid too. But yeah. Plus, you'd are, right, you're going to keep one of those guys yeah. around him. They love Kenneth Gangwell. Bijan wouldn't have to be the bell cow. Ugh. Plus, Brown's still catching balls and Smith oh yeah, he's still is around. Still catching. Oh yeah, he's God. still around too. The tight end and the, oh jeez, yeah. Dallas Goddard's still on the team. Is he still there? 
Yeah. Was he still on the fringe? Yeah. The biggest loss they had was that defensive tackle, Hargrave. He went to San Fran. Right. And they were yeah. going to lose the other guy. They were going to lose, what's his name? And then he Darius stayed. Slay. Good grief. Mm-hmm. So that's at 10 in this mock. Houston fans, uh, this is becoming more and more of a regular I'm seeing on mocks. Zay, the Houston getting Jackson Smith and Jigba at 12. More and more mock drafts I'm seeing with that. I really like him. Yeah. I'd love whoever my team is. I would love for them to end up uh, with him. So for you Cowboys fans, they've got this mock with Dalton Kincaid, the Utah tight end, gone to Green Bay at fifteen, and then they've got the other big tight end, Michael Mayer, going twenty four to Jacksonville. So Cowboys at twenty six, Zay, Purple Frogs, Quentin Johnston, the receiver out of TCU. Now, I'd actually kind of dig that. Yeah, if, he's if, every, if all that has happened, Bijan's not available. Both those tight ends are gone. If you didn't have a stud uh, edge guy you loved, or you know a couple anything else that, that that you feel like is a big time need, plus you've made the Gilmore move, I kind of like that idea. Yeah, because Brandon Cooks, he's on the cusp of a number two and number three. It really just depends on his health. And yeah, what if in, you can make him a three? If you can make him a three and Oof. bring in Quinn Johnston, then that's serious because he's a hell of a player. Now, his measurements at the combine, they weren't what everybody expected. He's a little shorter. You know, I don't think he's that 6'5 that everybody thought he was coming out of TCU. Right. He's not quite like Mike Evans. Yeah, height, he's little not quite short. there. Yeah. But he's still a guy that could go grab that ball off the air. You could put him in goal line situations and throw him that fade if need be. And then you put him on the other side of C.D. Lamb, he could get you some work. So yeah. I, I, I wouldn't mind that. No, I'm a Cowboys fan. I like that idea in the first round. Also in this three-round mock, they have second round, them getting a tight end, Sam Laporta. From Iowa, I'll be honest, I didn't watch a ton of Iowa last season. They weren't good enough for playing in games that were I mean, good the way they for me to check was, out. Why would you watch them? Yeah. They were barely scoring. Yeah, And in the last few years, there generally is a tight end or two you kind of have to peek in on with Iowa. But again, yeah, they didn't score enough. The games weren't meaningful enough. And if I did think to peek in on them, they were already getting their ass kicked. So I didn't tune in. So I haven't seen Sam Laporta, but I hear this tight end group. We know this tight end group is deep. So that might be something the Cowboys uh, could get good value in the second Yo, round. Any tight end coming out of Iowa, look at them. Yeah, they're always good. Absolutely, Hawkinson, George Kittle, those Iowa guys. Who's that guy? In you wasn't there a dude named Chandler a few years ago? Went to Ooh. Buffalo. I maybe you probably right. I may be mixing him up with somebody else. And then of course they got the linebacker Campbell that a lot of people are looking at this year. Uh, how about this third round? Another frog, Kendra Miller. The running underrated. back in the third? So underrated. I like that. I, I like that idea. If again, if everything is kind of cleaned out. I'll tell you something else I like, Zay. Heard Bucky and Aaron talking about it today. A mock draft situation they were looking at where Bijan's already gone at maybe it is around ten with the Eagles or somebody else, but that the Cowboys getting Gibbs at twenty six. Taking the chance maybe it's not even a chance, but going after the the Bama running back. He's versatile. That's one of those things where, as a Cowboys fan and as somebody that watches the SEC pretty closely, I think I might be in favor of something like that. Again, if your coach is going to devote himself to, I'm going to run the damn ball, and you got to, and to put him with Pollard, with everything you know Pollard can and can't do, Gibbs feels like a guy that could fit in and give you the other stuff. 
Absolutely. I, I like that idea a lot if Bijan's gone. Yeah, and you know he knows the game coming from Alabama. You don't want to have to worry about, you know, missing reads. Obviously, he's going to have to get used to the NFL game like every rookie does. But I think just being at Bama puts him a step ahead of other guys. Yeah, that's where one conversation would be critical there, and it's just get Nick on the phone. Just get Nick on the phone. Because Nick's said it for years. All they had to do was call me. I'd have told him not to draft that guy. He has said that. Not about specific guys. He won't say the name, but he has said that about his players. Oh, yeah, I've seen guys get drafted, and I wonder, why'd you draft him there? You should have called me. I'd have told you not to draft him in the second round. Yeah. So I wonder what would he tell you about Gibbs. If I had, if I got that endorsement, I'd seriously consider it at 26. You have to. Yeah, that would be an interesting idea. I Lock- mean, they would put him out – as a wideout, like they would completely take him out the backfield and put him as a wideout on the far end of the sideline as a receiver, mm-hmm. and he would run routes, crisp routes yeah. with his speed. So he's different. All I know is there's one place I don't want him to end up New England. I don't want to see that. I don't need to see a Belich- I don't need to see Belichick and Bill O'Brien think up that stuff for him. That'll drive me crazy because they will. They'll split split him out wide on a big moment in a playoff game and throw him a pass and get a big first down, and it'll just drive me nuts. I'm like oh, yeah. God, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's just beautiful. They'll they'll scheme up stuff like that. But I would love to see uh, to see Gibbs maybe end up uh, as a Cowboy there. So a lot of ideas out there. Nine days away from the NFL draft. Let us know what you're thinking. Thanks to that listener who sent us that tweet from Clarence Hill to make us aware of it. Cowboys fans, and I'm sure. Not just Cowboys fans, Cowboy and Longhorn fans. Those two groups that come together, that would be the ultimate uh, for them if the Cowboys ended up with Bijan. And obviously, the ultimate anti story would be if Bijan ends up wearing green and having that Eagles wing on his helmet. Yeah, that touchdown that Bryce Young had when Alabama came down to the 40 early in September last year that took the lead like late in the fourth quarter, that was to Jameer Gibbs. Where he was running on the sideline and he was looking to his left and he threw it in the end zone. Oh, his right. That was Jameer Gibbs. So he had that in addition to the run earlier. Yeah. Because he had that big run where he broke about a 60 something yard touchdown, too, right? I don't know if that was him. Wasn't that Gibbs? Sounds right. I think it was. (laughs) Sounds right. The dude's versatile now. That is a versatile truck, kids. Uh, That's a he'll be an interesting guy to to look for. Obviously, a lot of lot of talk around. And to me, let me be fair to those two guys because a guy that I follow very closely and that was at my school is right after them on the list. I draw a line though after those two: Bijan Gibbs. That's where I draw the line, and then everybody else in the running back group. I got questions. I don't know. And and it would with Devon A chain. I see him listed right after them. I don't know. Right, he's a freak. He's quick. He is so quick. The speed is there. But can you make him? You're, it's gonna have to be the right situation for him to be to me to work into an NFL situation. I don't know if he's quite. You know, I, I don't think he's as versatile as those other two guys. You yeah. can't use him in as many ways, I don't think. Yeah, if you look at Ibrahim coming out of Minnesota or somebody like Kendra Miller, those guys are really good. And those guys did great job at TCU, yeah. Minnesota, and even they chain at AM, but it is a step below. Even with Gibbs and Bijan, like that's not, Gibbs ain't on the same level as Bijan, not even close. But from 
Gibbs and everybody else, like you're yeah. saying, there's a huge gap. The, right. I would definitely go Bijan first. Yeah. But I think, yes, I, those two guys I think need to be in kind of a separate discussion. I definitely wouldn't think Gibbs could get into the discussion Bijan's in right now, which is would you go, would you get him at 10? Nobody's saying that about Gibbs. No. That's the love Bijan's getting right now. And McShay had to admit it on this mock draft. He's like, well, I know this is high and it's a running back, but he is my number two overall player. I'm like, yeah, he is. But, but this is also like, a team that goes to the Super Bowl, they're not supposed to have the tenth pick the same next year. Yeah, that's cra- that's not that's, yeah, that's not silly. supposed to happen. I know. So thinking traditionally now on the value of running back, the Eagles don't have to do that. They don't have to be like everybody else, the other thirty-one teams, because they're right there. Yeah, that's a great point because they are making the tenth pick with house money. Yeah, which is weird, but they are. I, that's. That's not normal. So they could do that and it not be a bad thing at all. Yeah, the teams that pick right ahead of them are Atlanta and Chicago. Mm-hmm. They're picking a little differently than Philly is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they're they going to pick what they need. Philly yeah, can, they're looking at the future a little bit more. Philly's looking at now. Yeah, they can sit there and go, maybe we just take what we want. What do we want? And like, you see that dude on film right there wearing number five for Texas? What if we want him? Yeah, see all those guys trying to tackle him and can't. Yeah. So smoking tackles, can't do it because yeah. it's that slippery. Hey, they have watched it in their own division. They've watched Barkley these last couple years. They know how talented he is. He was drafted before that point, obviously, up into the top ten. But maybe they'd think about it. Yeah, now, Daniel Jones, he's have to deal with that. Bijan will have to deal with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, right. And those receivers. I, I can't even name you receivers on, on, the, Giants? on the Giants right yeah, now. Exactly. Man, by the way, speaking of the Giants, here's a weird note I saw. Somebody tweeted out that Hendon Hooker visiting the Giants this week. Hendon Hooker's going to – where he gets drafted is fascinating to me now. Teams are really taking a look at those medicals. Hey, dude, how you feeling? Hey, how's that rehab going? Hey, what's what's going on? Can you tell us what, what, what's happening. Like, could, is he going – is somebody going to take a chance like late first round on Hendon Hooker? You could argue if he didn't tear his ACL, he'd be in front of Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. Right. Yeah, he might be. And that's why that's why they're willing to have this discussion about what's realistic once he's back. Yeah. How good is he? Because Tennessee, they're supposed to be in the college football playoff. He gets hurt and it changes their whole season. They beat Bama, beat some really good teams, then he gets injured and they started taking losses, losing to LSU and such. And they got kicked out the playoff. But yeah, man, Hendon Hooker, he did his thing this year before the injury. Yeah. By the way, um, if you're looking for a situation next season, Zay, where you might want to be rooting for a UT against A&M, Aggies at Tennessee this year. Okay. A little different trip than yeah. it felt like the last time it happened. <laughs> Teams going to Knoxville feels a little bit different in uh, in this day and age. That's uh, it's going to be an interesting part of the schedule there to find out what, uh, what the Aggies have. And more importantly, probably find out what Tennessee's got by that point. That's an October matchup. All right, so a lot of mock draft stuff out there. Nine days away. From the NFL Draft. Coming up next, we'll hit you with a little flex segment, a free camp to get your player noticed if you need it, plus a couple other offers out there that we're seeing on the flex side of things. NBA playoff discussions coming up, the Draymond Green story. There's a lot to get to still today. We will get to it, and uh, we're glad you're with us. Specs text line 337-3776. If you want to throw something in, it's the horn. Chad and Zay. 
Oh, yeah. Come on. Uh-huh. Go crazy. It's another song to add to the list. Don't know if I fully trust you if you hate this song. I just don't. Yeah, you got issues. Something's going on. Something's going on. 84, Prince and the Revolution. Let's go crazy. Track one of Purple Rain. Dude. Have Minnesota clubs going nuts. Oh, my God. Two songs back in the day where I remember driving in a car and just going crazy and everybody's head banging. One of them is Cowboys from Hell by Pantera. The other is this one. Yeah. We used to play this song. Shout out to Waxahachie Baseball. When we'd go watch the baseball team play this time of year, we'd all pack into the car because it was they go old school rules on the road games and you had to pay for every person that was in the car. So we would stop about two blocks away from the stadium. I was so cheap. We'd have everybody pile into the trunk. As many as we could get into the trunk so we didn't have to pay for everybody. And there'd yeah. only be like one or two people in the car. But on the way, we'd play this song and lose our minds. Yeah, it's a jam. Love this song. And it's a great show off of the guitar skills. Prince is one of the greatest guitar players that ever lived. Ever. Yeah. His legend was serious on the guitar front. If you haven't Googled it, go Google when... He freaked everybody out at that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think is what it was. It was incredible. He was on stage with, with absolute guitar gods. And they all kind of were looking at him like, oh, okay. Okay. It was incredible. He's a music genius. Loved what? Oh, God. Talk about a rest in peace. What was the thing he did? He was, yeah, he was really into that. Because Michael's... Michaels was a lot of grunts and groans. Yeah, my Prince, Prince has always felt like a squeal of some sort. And it always felt a little nasty. Like in the best way. Yeah. Because that's what he was. He was a little nasty. Oh, it, sure. In the best way. <laughs> it thought what he was. That was a uh that was a talented, talented dude. I never got to see Prince live. I, I that's one I'd go back and do in a second if I could. Whether it's that Obviously, the, the Purple Rain tour would be big time, but any of the next couple tours for him, man, get out there and see him. Uh, I had not done that. You like the movie, Purple Rain? Uh, it's good. It's not great. It's, it's, it's good. It's a movie carried by its soundtrack. It is a. I heard somebody make this argument. Maybe some of the afternoon guys are making the argument, but it may be the greatest soundtrack for a movie that's not really that good. It's just the soundtrack is so great, it distracts you from the fact that the movie's like, okay. Apollonia look good. Oh, she's phenomenal. Yo. Yo, she's great. That might be like a, to use our grading system on albums, like it might be like a 7.8 as a movie, but that soundtrack might be like 9.4. Right. So it just over, over uh, you know overrides it a little bit. So Prince, Icon, and Helix have been on the show today, believe it or not. Uh, let's get you a quick flex segment. We'll tell you about this free camp and a couple of offers out there. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, you've heard us talk about it this week. You may have heard the guys, uh, actually today, B&E talked with Fozzie Whitaker about this BAM Fam camp coming up. It is a free camp coming up this weekend out at Dell Valley, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. BAM Fam Foundation presenting this free camp. Fozzie Whitaker and Roche. Sean Johnson are going to be a part of this. Shout out to Roshan for doing something like this right before the draft. So if you've got 
a prospect, if you've got that football talent in your world and maybe they've gotten a little bit of attention and you want them to get a little more, maybe they've gotten sort of a mid-level attention and you want D1 attention, or maybe you're just looking for, maybe the offers haven't started coming in for a junior or whatever it is, get on out to this camp, get some instruction from these guys. Be an interesting uh, interesting time, Zay, to learn from these two guys. Uh, Fozzie Whitaker is one of my favorites of all time. Captain America himself, um, to carve out the NFL career that he did, that'd be interesting to hear from a guy like that. If I've got, you know, if I've got a kid that that I feel like wants to have the career that's that's physically talented, but maybe certain things aren't connecting, go talk to a guy like Fozzie Whitaker. Get some get some thoughts. Yeah, has one of the best beards out there too. Oh, Fozzie, a terrific beard. That beard's on point, no doubt. Yeah, talk about a guy who loves his alma mater, this university, this city, and he loves giving back to these kids. Along with Roshan Johnson, both of those guys just great men. Fozzie does great work for the Longhorn Network, and yeah, this is big. We want to just get game from NFL players, which Roshan Johnson is going to be an NFL player, yeah. and get feedback on how to get to the next level, whether that's college or I know it's a short percentage, but even the NFL, you could get that learning from pros like these guys. So I think it's a great event and great cause too. Check out BAMFAM.org for more information on that free camp on Saturday. Also, Zay, I am hearing stories that the Cowboys have talked to Roshan and dig him. Yo, man. They like him. Maybe that's a later round situation. If if uh, if Roshan's staring at him, what would that be? Third or fourth round? I mean, you could put him in special teams. Yeah. You could put him in a lot of places. He could go out there and produce. And he ain't going to give you no back talk. He don't think he's too big to be on special teams. Like He's one of the best players on the squad last year and the responsibilities that he had on the punt team and kickoff and stuff. Like He's just a bigger player than the running back position that he's going to be drafted for. So, yeah, I, I could see that happening. That would be a good get for the Jones family. Big time, big time time all right so uh, a couple of offers to let you know about i haven't heard this name yet maybe we need to commit it to memory his name i like the name preston honeycutt over at uh huddo we've been shouting out the hippos for all those cool weightlifting videos they've been throwing out and that flex has been getting you uh coach compton and the crew so preston honeycutt 64265 listed here as left tackle inside linebacker and long snapper okay Go right ahead. Nice. Uh, and not to mention the 3.59 GPA. Class of 24 uh, kid is giving love to UTSA and Coach Trailer. Uh, that offer has come in. Also, you, we've said the name Marcus Boswell uh, multiple times. The talented running back slash linebacker out of Lake Travis. Baseball, track, football, all kinds of stuff in the class of 24. And he says, appreciate the love. For Aggie football and Coach Durkin, and gives a little hashtag gigum there. Marcus Boswell got an offer from AM. So, congrats to those guys. If you have any offers coming in, if you have somebody you want us to know about and mention on the air during the Flex segment, remember to tag FlexATX at FLXATX on your social media. And by the way, Zay, I see it. There's a picture with Marcus Boswell's tweet. It's a picture of Jimbo Fisher, and there's some hardware in front of Jimbo Fisher. There's trophies in front of Jimbo Fisher. Mm-hmm. And I can verify that I believe two of them were actually won at AM. I think. During the season. The actual season. Correct. 
Yes. Playing other teams. Yes, because I believe the Gator Bowl and Orange Bowl trophies would be A&M represented. Now, those two national championship trophies? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Those SEC championship trophies? No, no, yeah, no, they don't no. exist, huh? No, not those. Yeah. Not those. Uh, <laughs> not, not those. So he's he, that Heisman trophy? No. No, no. The Heisman trophy should be there. N- not with him. No, no, for him, but, but him, but that wasn't, I'm saying it wasn't A&M. That would be, if he's standing in front of a Heisman, that's Jameis' Heisman. Yeah, but Johnny be cool. No, I understand, but right? Jimbo can't be claiming Johnny. Yeah, Mizzou. you can. can yeah, you can. He's claiming Johnny? Yes, when you bring running backs down here, uh-huh. you show them what Ricky and Earl did. Okay, I'm just making sure. And tr- Cedric Benson. I'm just and double all the checking. the other Dope Walker Award winners. I'm just making sure y'all like to make jokes out of. Deontay Foreman. Making, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just making sure there's no joke no, to be had here. That's what you should do. You should okay. show them, hey, you can win a Nash or a Heisman trophy here. It's been done. Show the hardware. Okay. Even fair somebody who used to get arrested at Northgate could win a Heisman trophy here. Yeah, you didn't need to go there. <laughs> you didn't need to bring all of that up. That would be back to back, right? Johnny was 12, Jameis was 13. And neither of them stayed in their apartment all night long, every, no. every night. They both got out a little bit. Yeah, they both liked to party a little bit. <laughs> yeah, They both definitely did. All right, there's your flex segment. We do it every day at 1.30. Coming up, where are we at in society with Zay? Then we'll get back to the NBA discussion a little bit at 2 o'clock. Boston and two road teams looking to go up 2-0 tonight. We'll get Zay's thoughts on it. If you didn't see matchup number one, Kevin Durant going up against Kawhi Leonard, it was pretty special. We'll tell you about part two coming up tonight. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Chad and Zay. I didn't think I was going to hear that voice, but based on that start of that song, but uh, that sounds like Sting. That's right. Uh. Sting's about to go on tour, by the way, for people that are interested. Touring, I think the tour is called like My Songs or something like that. Never seen Sting live, never saw the police back in the day, but go check him out. What's the song called? Uh. Oh, wait, this will be together. We'll be together, yeah. We'll be together. Yeah. Oh, I nailed that. You kidding me? <laughs> right on point. See, there they are. Together. Uh, Sting, Prince, Icon, and Helix all on the show today. Prince and Sting. It's a shame we never had those two go on tour back in the day. They should have done something like that. That would have been a wild night. All right. Uh, a lot of good stuff today. Chad and Zay with you on this Tuesday. Uh, I just retweeted uh, the – you see the Maryland football uniforms are changing? They're going back to that script Terps from back in the day? No. The Maryland fans are really excited about this. So I think this takes them back to, I guess, Boomer Esiason days. It's just the that orange, or sorry, it's Maryland. Is it Maryland? Orange? No, they'd be red, right? Red with like a white terps on the side. They really love it. Um, I'd still go with that flag hat, though, 
maybe once a year. I love that one. I know a lot of people don't, but I think it's so unique and cool looking and your Maryland football. So. Oh, that's a sharp. Yeah, they look sharp now. Yeah. This is going to be their normal uni. I would still go with that uh, with the, the flag one every once in a while, though. All right, we'll get back into some NBA discussion. There's NFL stuff. There's Longhorn news. If you missed it, there's Longhorn transfer portal news in basketball. Uh, big Caden Shedrick on campus today. The Virginia transfer looking for a new home. Uh, Rodney Terry trying to make sure it is Austin. And uh, the transfer portal brings the Longhorns a football player over the last uh, 24 hours hours and that is Trill Carter the D tackle out of Minnesota that is uh, originally a Georgia guy grew up in Georgia high high school prospect there ended up at Minnesota now he's going to be headed to the Longhorns a couple years of eligibility left there Uh, right now though it's where we at in society let's see what Zay's got today where are we at in society today all right Zay what do we got do I need to go check Twitter today yeah, check those DMs, man. Okay. I am so salty that the Horns don't get to play UCF in the first year that UCF gets to come to the Big 12 because UCF's starting quarterback is a two-way sport athlete. Wow. Yeah. John Rice Plumley. Reese Plumley. I want to say this is the kid that was at Ole Miss. I think it's John Reese Plumley. Reese Plumley. I think that's right. Yeah, he's a center fielder for the baseball team at UCF. And on Friday, when they had their spring game, uh-huh. they also had a baseball game. During the baseball <laughs> game, he went two for three with two RBIs and then left in the seventh inning to go to the spring game where he threw like a 60-yard bomb. Wow, he's going Dion style. Yeah, so he's a hell of an athlete, but yo, bruh, this the Big 12 you coming to. Like, if you see that touchdown that he throws on that UCF field, it's a Big 12 logo. It's weird. Oh, yeah. It's, it looks different. Oh, you know they're embracing it now. But they're going to embrace it. Yeah. And I'm just going to tell John, yo, when you get to this league – I just suggest that you be as locked in as you can because going both sports, that's fun. It's cool. But this is quarterback. Like you say, Dion, Dion was playing corner. Right. I'm trying to think of the lat. We just actually, we just mentioned one while ago. That's what Jameis did at Florida State. That's right. Jameis was a relief pitcher, I want to say, in baseball. Kyler Murray did that at Oklahoma. Obviously, Kyler Murray, yeah. No, that's that'd be yeah, chronologically, that'd be the last guy we would would have talked about. Uh, you're right. At, at quarterback, there's so much responsibility. You got to be careful trying to to deal with both, but uh, that's kind of cool. And yeah, that was the kid that was at Old Miss. I don't think he was at another school besides Old Miss. I'd forgotten he was at UCF. So that's a good reminder there in general uh, that he's going to be coming to uh, – yeah, there, there's a lot of teams this year. Uh, over the next few years, I've got to get used to the idea that obviously Texas and Oklahoma are going to have the SEC logo on their fields, which that's going to be weird. It's going to be in Dallas when they play each other. That's weird. But just this idea of BYU, UCF, Houston – who am I leaving out? Cincinnati. Cincinnati, thank you. That those four are going to have the Big 12 logo – it, that's going to take me a while. Oh, it's definitely going to take some getting used to. By the way, somebody told us it's John Rice. It is Rice. Yeah. Okay, my bad. John yeah. Rice Plumley. So you expect him to have a big year? Because that's tough to do. I mean, you talk about Jameis and Kyler. Both those guys won Heismans. I just, so it's a little bit different. And you said he's starting center fielder? Yeah. Hmm. No, I think I I think they'll have a decent year. I mean, they've got a they've had a, a got a good program built there. Uh, I think he's definitely one of the guys to watch. 
in this in this new one year Big Twelve, you know, run here. If you got UCF on your schedule, I'd pay attention. He's good. Yo, Brennan Thompson just transferred and he was a wide receiver trying to do both sports, play track and stuff like that. Yeah. You realize, yo, this ain't looking too good for me. Has he found a home yet? Not that I heard of. I haven't heard of it yet. I hope he finds a finds a good place. Me too. That, He's a good player. That works for him. Yeah, that is dude is lightning quick, man. You can't teach that kind of speed. And hopefully he finds some place that works out for him. All right, so there you go. John Rice Plumley uh at UCF. And uh yeah, getting to, getting something done in a baseball game and then he starts taking the stuff off and headed over know. to the football field. It's tough, man, because we forget with NIL, these guys still gotta go to school. You still gotta take that twelve those twelve classes just to be eligible to play. Like, that's tough to do. Learn the playbook, make sure you're locked in. If I'm a wide receiver or cornerback or something and he had baseball practice while we're at the grind of, you know, camp. Right. Well, that's the problem is to me that's the issue if you're a quarterback. It's that you just want to make sure that leadership is conveyed to the team. So you're going to need to be as important to a team as Jameis Winston was to that Florida State team. Like, what were they going to say? Well, we we ought to find a different a different what? Yeah, we're going to have to deal with this, fellas. So yeah, that's that's got to be weird in your locker room. You got to be able to deal with that stuff because this isn't you're just looking for some random receiver or a safety or whatever. No, we're looking for our quarterback, and he's in center field. Like, how was Charlie Ward doing that at Florida State? Like, Charlie, po- you're, that's a good power, example. He did it. The powerhouse that Florida State was for football, Bobby Bowden, all that stuff, and to just all the talent that they had to go out and hoop and come back and win the Heisman. Yeah. And then go to the league in basketball. Like, it's some of these guys, it's remarkable how athletic yeah. and just mentally tough you have to be to do both. Also, being a college student. Who Charlie was special now. Oh, you're so special. Good Lord. There's a guy, there's a guy kind of from that time frame uh, that has a birthday today. Today's Derek Brooks's 50th birthday. So, I'm going to give Derek some love when we get to why today matters. But Derek and Charlie Ward are the guys I always think about. They made that Florida State uniform look about as Good as it could look. I don't think anybody else made it look any better than those two. Not even Dion. Dion made it look pretty badass, but Derek on defense, rocking that 10, and Charlie on offense in a 17, running the, you know, shotgun basketball on grass is what they called the offense. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah. They were so good back in the day. All right. Dion uh, had that cool, uh, you know, Jerry curl, old De- school curl, yeah, though. Dion was great, too. And by the way, Dion's day. So glow dripping out the helmet and everything. We still need to occasionally just stop and give Dion the credit for that day he pulled off years ago with the Falcons and Braves. That he pulled off, he returned a kick or a punt. I can't remember if it was for a touchdown, or he, but he returned kicks for the Falcons that day. And then they flew him in a helicopter to, I can't remember if it was World Series or NLCS, but then plays for the Braves that night. I think he stole a base in the baseball game. It was stupid. It was nuts. It was absolutely <laughs> stupid that he pulled that off. It was great. Yeah, they got that 30 for 34. I still have yes. that one. Oh, it's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah, the prime, what they called it, just prime or prime time or something. Yeah, Dion, just incredible stuff back in the day. All right, there's where we at in society. Up next, we'll get back to the drama of Draymond Green last night, but we got more NBA drama coming up tonight. Who gets the dreaded NBA TV slot plus the other two series? We got three series ready to go 2-0 tonight. Or are we going to get things evened up? Uh, We'll talk about the matchups tonight and what to expect next on The Horn.